Listener Production. Hey, it's me, Ursula Carlson. Welcome to today's episode of More Than Enough Already, where I'm simply giving you more, more complaining, more venting, more swearing, the works, all of the above, but with a little help from my good friend, Nazim Hussain, who likes to complain just as much as me, which is saying something. Actually, I don't complain. Do you complain? We don't complain so much. But of course, there's a cherry on top. Each episode will wrap up with you, my beautiful, sexy podcast complainers. So get your aggression on. Let's get stuck into today's episode. Be angry with me. I know you're not lying. <laughs> Are you enjoying the show? More, more than, than enough, enough already. already. Shut up. Oh, shush. All right. It's another episode of More Than Enough Already. So much more. Yep. So Ursula. much fucking going on. We just can't limit the number of things that give us the shits, but we've got one that we're going to focus on for this yes. episode. Yeah. And that is people who give you the shits. And you work with them. Yeah, and colleagues who are not good people. Not good people. And the thing is, we spend most of our time at work. Well, mm. a lot of us do. We're comedians. Yeah. So most of the time. Well, uh, no, I mean, anyone, if you think the majority of your time, mm. if you are an employed person, is spent with your colleagues. Yeah. So if you have a bad seed at oh work, uh, fuck they bad. They can fuck you up. And just, unlike your social groups, with friendship circles, where yeah. you can just tell someone what you yeah. think, you could talk talk shit about them and yeah. to them, and if they find out... And you have a choice not to hang out with... You go, oh, by the way, yep. Stacey's coming. You go, I'm not. I'm going to set that one out. That one I'll out. see you guys next week yeah. at the footy. And bitching doesn't have professional implications. It doesn't yeah. get in the way of your bread, you know? You're never going to get a call from HR, nothing. Nothing. But when you have a colleague, mm. and we have a colleague... Yes, we have a colleague. We have a colleague. It doesn't sound like we have colleagues in this industry. No, but there's. We all work together. Mm. Even when, and this is a little pro tip for young players at home: do not talk shit about other comedians to us because you don't know who we're friends with. You You don't. don't. You don't. People always will come up and they go, "You know, you're amazing," but I must tell you, I hate Mm. Nazim, and I'm like. Do you? Yeah. And then immediately I go into full fucking cougar kill mode and I'm like, do you now? Mate, and then, you know. I feel like if someone says some shit about you, mm. I've only got a one, like a one stripe in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, yeah. I, will, I will threaten them with some moves. Yeah. I mean, I have no stripes, but I'm a street fighter. You, but you, we went to Luna Park. I remember you did the hammer thing. Yeah. Bang. Oh, my God. All that the way was, to the top. You made me so, go first because you so, knew. Yeah, no. Uh, Okay. <laughs> I've got the video of that somewhere. I was like, that, that was, was when so I was peak funny. gym time and Fuck everything. Man, he was so buff and <laughs> so confident. I think and sh- I, I take that hammer and I fucking smash it and ping. Oh, no, I, I went have first. Never, I thought that was Didn't just. Did I go first? Oh, maybe. I went first. No, no, no. Yeah, okay, you might have gone first. I went first and I won this massive teddy. I'm like, I don't I even know. want it. I have no room you, for this thing. I, know, Didn't I, I felt give like, it your to little, you? like your girlfriend that you were taking out. Yeah, and then I go, all right, Nazim, you have a go. And I I swear to fuck, that thing hardly moved. I'm like, oh, do you, have, you had you had two goes and you couldn't fucking get it. It up. moved to like the realm of a five year old boy. Per, no, probably no. I just puberty, just pubescent <laughs> boy. But far out. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, mm. but thing is with bitching about your coworkers. Yeah. You can't do it over email. Did you no. know uh, employees can, they're allowed to read all the emails? Yeah, I know. That's I know. crazy. You know how I know this? Because my ex started dating this guy who's mm. fucking crazy, right? Let's mm. call him Chris. So Chris is fucking crazy. And he used to send me all these emails, but I never found, uh, like. This I, is back when you were. Yeah, back when I was still employed, oh, right? Yeah. And I was working in advertising and this crazy cunt would send me all these emails and stuff. And then, but like crazy shit, like he's like full off his Oh, wait, tip, as in the crazy right? guy or the guy who, who was talking about his his partner? No, 
Wait, huh? start a story again. Okay, no. So my ex yeah. started dating this guy. Okay, yeah. And he's fucking crazy, and we call yes. him Chris, okay. right? And Chris is fucking mental, mm. okay? And he would send me the weirdest emails, but like real threatening too. But I never knew because our IT manager was a South African lesbian lady, Tanya. Shout out, Tanya. What's going on? And, and Tanya, I used to, she would come up to me, and I didn't even know this guy was sending mm. the shit. She goes, hey, do you know, say, let's cr- Chris. <laughs> and I go, no. And then she'd say the surname and I go, oh, yeah, my ex is dating him. And she goes, all right, just so you know. And then she showed me this printout and it's Whoa. like half a book. And she goes, he sent you all these threatening emails and stuff. But we intercepted it. Whoa. And I was like, holy shit. Whoa. But of course, they keep track of everything because we have to invoice every client email, every, they, they invoice. That, that That's shit. the thing. It's like you can't, nothing's, you can't bitch about them properly. No, no, you've got to keep that shit under your hat. And even like WhatsApp groups now, did no. you know if you have a WhatsApp group with your colleagues, mm. you got to keep it all professional. Yeah. And also, if you have a WhatsApp group with friends at work, if you don't have someone else from work in that group, that can be considered bullying by exclusion. Really? So it's hard to bitch about, like we're lucky because we don't actually have like a, an employer we're yeah. employed by the people. Yeah. You just don't yeah. buy tickets to our shows. And we have heaps of WhatsApp groups that's, that that's include so many and WhatsApp groups about the WhatsApp groups. Yeah. Is. But yeah, so what has happened, we have a colleague mm. that has gone around and talked shit about all of Not us. Not even in a WhatsApp group or email. Just in person, in person, one-on-one. But the thing is, I caught this person talking shit about us. Not, not as it happened. <clears throat> as it happened. No, no. Not for, oh, oh, no, no, huh? the initial, the initial shit talk. Did ya? Yeah, no, well, she was um, bad-mouthing our manager. Oh, yeah. I was making a cup of tea, mm. and the colleague mm. uh, was sitting in the next room Oof. with a, another colleague, who's, and they were talking shit about our manager. And I was like, oh, wait, this this sounds like a red flag here. So I kept real quiet so I could hear all just of absorbing. it. And then I just walked in with my cup of tea made, mm. And just made a lot of eye contact. And you could tell there was going to be some backtracking, but then I left as was soon the back, as the backtracking. Did, any backtracking occur? Uh, it's, it started. They they tried to, but then I walked out. Late. I'm like, I don't want to hear that. It's like too late. I've I've had a guts full, mm. so now I can't stay and mm. hear you justifying your bullshit. Because yeah. then I'm just going to push right into the red and say some stuff, and you know. So but I you, walked right out. But well, then that person then got wounded by that interaction, and it's taken that. To a next level. Yeah. And because you were there that day too, mm-hmm. um, and it sort of it just poisoned the whole well. And then that person went out with, and like I say, you have to be careful because you don't know who's linked to who because yep. we don't you work don't in the same department. Are. So then this person goes out with a very close friend of mine. Mm. And then shit, not knowing that. Not knowing, not knowing that we're really mm. good mates. And then shit talks me, you, and another colleague of ours, mm. and the manager. And then that friend comes to me a week later and goes, hey, Mm. can I just have a little chin wag? And because that friend is not a gossiper, Mm. that that colleague is not a sort of industry person, Mm. like not, you know, eyeball deep and hanging out with other comics. Not not one of us is like that. Except for this colleague, this this shit-talking colleague. Of good character. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know. Reliable witness. Yeah. He's just a really chill guy. And then he goes, I just want to ask you something. And then just showed me the name of the colleague. And I said, I said, because I'm not in the business of shit talking to anyone. So I thought this mate of mine was going to work with this colleague who's a shit talker. And I said, "Um, personally, I wouldn't work with this person on a big project. 
And then he was like, oh, no, I wasn't going to go there. Then he goes, as soon as I met this person, I realized I was dealing with a fucking racist Mm. and an asshole. (laughs) And I was like, yes, yes, King, yes. And then we started gossiping, me and him. And I was live WhatsApping you as it was happening, going, this is what went down. And you you blew a fuse. It was honestly one of those moments where I'm just like, what, like, kind of like a betrayal, you know, when Mm. you just feel like, I've been very good. But you know what? This is how my brain works. Like, when someone does something like that, I'll almost, like, make excuses for them. Mm. I'm like, because uh, there can't be something wrong with, like, this is clearly a broken, yeah. uh, something's going on here. Yeah. So, yeah, they're too flawed. Too you flawed. go, there must be something psychologically wrong yeah. here or, or like, chemically wrong or, you know, like booze or drugs or, so you my, know, my fr- my fr- a mental to, breakdown. Yeah, I had, this, I had this friend of mine and, like, I remember, like, someone, someone else was, was shit-talking me and I found out about mm. it because, again, another reliable friend yeah. was like, hey, just to let you know, I don't think you should be that close to this guy because he's talking shit about you. I was like, no, what? And he's like, gave me evidence, yeah. screenshots. And I was like, what? Yeah. Anyway, I was talking to my other friend about him and I was like, look, I think the reason he's doing this is because he's had some trauma when he was a kid, a tough time, blah, yeah. he was bullied. And my friend's like, listen, you don't need to make excuses about why someone's a cunt to you. Yeah. Just know that they're a cunt. Yeah. Or that they're being and a cunt. With that. Who cares how Just they know. got there? Yeah. You know? Yeah. People, yeah, of course. Every person that's done a bad thing has had some shit going on in life, yeah. which is why they're behaving that way. But yeah. you don't need to. We all have shit. But that's the, pro- the thing. That's the beauty with life. Like, yeah. it's the great equalizer. My mum always says it takes your entire adult life to get over your childhood because we all have trauma. Yeah. And if, if you're lucky enough not to have trauma in your childhood, it's going to fucking get you yeah. at some point. And it point. also means you're probably boring. Yeah, n- you no got to have some shit going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, wh- where's your storyline? Yeah, where's you know? your, How did you make a personality? But you're the, the person with the birthday week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then you then you're that cunt. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Oscar. But okay, so this is the thing. Like, uh, but it's that betrayal thing that you feel because you're at work so much, mm. right? And if you if you then get someone who's mean to you mm. or that that will bully you at work or whatever, so. It just, you feel betrayed. Like you just go, and that's why we're looking for excuses. We go, it can't be just straight up betrayal or straight up being an asshole to me. There must be something. Yeah. Um, It's kind of, I feel like, yeah, especially, and then you have to, okay, not only you have to, you're mourning the loss of this friendship and trust. Yeah. But then you have to still work with them. Unless yeah. you just want to blow up your career almost you or just can't. have like a stink around it. Yeah, because then you become that person. You become part of it. Yeah, and you don't like no. because we're not those people. Yeah. and I think So then you sort of just have to eat that shit. And if you're talking code like this. Yeah. but um, We are talking but it's, a but lot like, of code. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's like when, when people, when people, you find out someone's cheated on you in a romantic relationship, yeah. that's full on. That's really yeah. bad. And everyone knows that. And it's, you know, yeah. but when you, when you find out a friend betrays you, I think it's a similar level. Yeah, because definitely. It's, it's, it's almost like you can talk to a friend about things that you probably can't talk to your romantic partner about. No. Um, and, yeah, when they betray you, it's a real, it's hurtful. Also, I think, okay, and this sounds fucked up, but I think, and especially if you've been cheated on before, you almost expect it, like in a subconscious level. You won't let yourself. If a partner cheats on you, you mm. go, oh, my God, it's true. Mm. Everyone does cheat. And all of your friends will say it too. They go, of course, mm. everyone fucking cheats, mm. you know. Mm. And then y- your brain goes, yeah, I've heard that. Because you hear that all the time. Yeah. But you don't hear all the time your friend's going to fuck you over. 
You know what? I actually, when I first got into the comedy industry, mm. uh, there was a lot of people I found out as it was kind of happening, people who I'm friends with now, shit talking me and, and my friend Armour that I used to do comedy with about like, oh, they only have an audience because their community comes or something about the race. You know, they were talking shit about us mm. and I was like, whatever. Um, just let them talk shit, let our work mm. speak for itself. But then, so then I sort of never really trusted them, but then I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I can only have genuine relationships mm. when I trust someone and just start to, you know, just yeah. let love in. So then I started with several people just treating them like friends, yeah. including like this person. But when you do that, when you form a real connection, yeah, you start trusting, but then you open yourself up to the heartbreak yeah. of betrayal. But see, this is the thing, because you can't not open yourself, because then you're in this weird limbo where you're like, hmm. you're never part of anything and you don't have that that warmth. Yeah, of the, yeah. It's like, oh, well, if everyone cheats, why bother going into a relationship? Yeah, you got to... Because it, it's better than masturbating. It, yes. It is. It is. Would you, <laughs> <laughs> so people that, people that have pro, just professional relationships... I don't understand that. Yeah. Just just having, hello, go to work and just have a professional, like, that's a weird, what is that human interaction? It's not a real interaction. No. That's why I think, like, working in workplaces, oh, my God. It has to be, yeah. You, you have to. You, you have, have an to. armor around you. Yeah. No, but you need to have friends. I mean, fuck, you take for yourself, right? Mm. Some of your best friends mm. are people from work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So you have to be open to that kind of stuff. And so what if one or two cut you and the rest are there to put the plasters on? And you know from the hurt, that's how much you put in. Actually, I I should read a text that's from Cal Wilson. Cal Wilson and I had this conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were talking about people in the industry that fuck us, right? And because she's Kiwi, we were talking Mm. about specific people in the New Zealand comedy. (laughs) Yeah, I'm fucking going there. You got it. Specific people in the. uh, No, I can remember the thing, Mm. the conversation. Uh, she was she was hurt by uh, people in the New Zealand comedy scene, you know, sort of not being supportive, turning their back on her basically, not being proud of what she's achieved. And, and they weren't, you know, they were total cunts to her. I mean, now, um, anyway, so so then we were talking about that and I said, you know, like I've been hurt the same. Like they don't, they don't acknowledge, they don't give a shit, like, mm. you know. And then she goes, oh, you know, she says when it was happening to her, she goes, it really wounded her deeply. Mm. She says, but now she's got those scars. She goes, and the scars are the things that give us the stories that we talk about later. Mm. She goes, if you have a body with no scars, you have no stories. Mm. And I still have that text. And as soon as she died, I sort of went through, you know, you know how you go through yeah, your text same, messages. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, when I read that, because I completely forgot that conversation and where coffee um, in the city and then when I left, oh, I sent her a text and I said, hey, it was good to see you and thanks for that, you know, chat. And it was so, you know, that that scarring story is going to stay with me because, you know, when you're, when you're getting hurt, mm. when someone's fucking you up in the, in the moment, you don't think about how valuable those scars will be mm. one day, mm. you know, or the cool story you'll have, you know, when you go, actually, mm. you know, or what you'll learn from it. Um, and it's, then I thought, that it's is so interesting because it mm. actually does, it does, sh- you know, you have to then make decisions. You have to decide how to respond. You can't really help what has happened to you, but yeah. you have control over how you respond to yeah, full on things that can incite massive emotions. Yeah. Um, and I feel, uh, I think on reflection, I feel like you and I probably respond better than like, we, we probably surprise ourselves. hundred percent. Um, but, but, but yeah, I think it's also one of us, I often have re- responded to people who have talked shit about me or betrayed me with like, 
you know, almost like I will try willfully ignore that and just show them through my character that, um, you know, that I'm not that, or maybe they will change or, or maybe they're jealous because yeah. of some insecurity. But some people are just bad to the bone. Yeah, you know, just they're just a rotten seed. Yeah, and and then I go, you know, and like you say, like you want to show them through your character, but sometimes I want to show them that my character's got an aggressive side and I will fucking punch <laughs> yeah, that exactly. cunt in the throat. And also, why do we spend so much energy on the people who are not giving we us positive want. energy? It's like yeah. all these positive comments under a clip you post. And once like, is you're not funny and, and you and remember like, that person's name. And you go to their page. And you look at all Find their posts. Find their mum and you yeah. send them a message. You see what concerts have gone to. You come on to their dad exactly. and then you, yep. the, the dad cheats on the mum mm-hmm. and you ruin their marriage. And then you're like, uh-huh. And then you go, I fucked up your parents' marriage. It was your fault. Yeah, it was because of that comment. it was your fault you said, that your parents got divorced because I, mm-hmm. I I pegged your dad. Yeah. Yeah, fucked them in the ass. All yeah, because you gave my sh- show four stars. Yeah. You were like, well, it was okay, do. I guess. Yeah. Don't oh, ever write that I didn't again. get it. Other people were laughing. I don't get it. Fuck, we could talk shit. Basically, <laughs> be nice to people at work. Be oh, nice to Ursula on her Facebook and Instagram page. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to sleep with her dad. <laughs> I mean, if, if you want your dad to sleep with Ursula, this is, that's the way in, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I've probably already fucked your mom. Am I right? <laughs> let's get to a caller. <laughs> let's, go, let's take I hope a it's not call. my mom. Okay, we've got... <laughs> your mum's a generous lover, Nazim. Hello, Jacob speaking. Hello, Jacob. It is Ursula Carlson Nazim saying, how are you? Ursula Nazim. Yes. I am wonderful. How are you guys? Yeah, really good. Where are you, mate? Where are you calling from? I'm uh, I'm in the the God's land of uh, cool and sunshine coast, actually in Queensland. Oh, lovely. Queenslander. Where your balls are stuck, stuck to your legs <laughs> in the heat. <laughs> <laughs> now you you would you would think that someone who lives in such a beautiful part of the world wouldn't be able to get angry, but let me tell you, there's a lot of things I get pissed off about. Ooh, very tell easily. us, tell us right now, Jacob. Well, first thing I want to start on a positive note, and, I, and I'll say that you guys are doing um, an absolute service to the community and to the world and to the internet by letting people cathartically express their gripes to, of you know what really pisses them off. Yeah. Um, but right, that's where we hear enough for. positives. Let me tell you what shits me to tears, okay? This is a little bit niche, but it's also, I would say, relatable for some. Um, now, I work, I work in an office, a bit of a corporate world, and I have allergies throughout the year, so I'm usually sneezing, okay. I'd say, average three to four fever. times a day. Mm. A little bit of hay fever. We've got plants in the office, so, yep. you know, they don't cater to us people with, you know, sensitive allergies, I but, you know, that's why we carry on. It's me, yeah. yep. Um, and sometimes what will happen is I don't have a very good poker face. So you can tell when I, when a sneeze is coming just by me closing my eyes, going a bit cross-eyed and opening my mouth, kind of looking a little bit deranged. <laughs> and usually what will happen is if someone sees my face before I get a sneeze out, they'll go, Oh, bless you. Oh, oh, no. oh big sneeze. Oh, no. And I, I don't know if you've ever been in that situation where a sneeze is right there on the cusp and it just slips out of your no, hand. No, but I've been I've been right on the cusp of an orgasm and then someone changes the rhythm. That's very <laughs> similar. <laughs> it's a sacred moment. The pre-sneeze. Yeah, you know, that that is just you don't just leave that person. Yeah, leave let them. it. And exactly as the female orgasm, if she says I'm coming, it doesn't mean quickly change the rhythm now. It means do exactly <laughs> what you're fucking doing now, and we're gonna get this shit done. <laughs> Jacob, this is what? a teachable moment, son. This is a teachable moment. <laughs> 
When I said don't stop, that wasn't a cue for you to stop. I wasn't playing coy. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. fucking going. Yeah, yeah, or, or, or you know, slip something in somewhere else. Fuck no. Just do exactly. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if you're cramping up. You do exactly what you're doing. We've got three or four seconds left or we start over. Maybe Are you ready for that? Well, is, is someone doing this intentionally to you, though? Is this what's happening, Jacob? Someone's like, he's about to sneeze quick. Preemptive. Yeah, this is yeah. bullying. Well, that's Some the sort thing. Of they, pe- people can tell, like, when, it, as I said, I, I'm not very subtle. Like, mm. I'm a loud sneezer, but also, like, it's written all over my face. But yeah. I've actually said it to people now. I was like, can you, can you fucking not? Can you yeah. just not do that? Because if I have one more sneeze that escapes me, I, I will riot. Like, yeah. I will start to, I will punch someone. Yeah, because that, that stress of that sneeze, that, that pent up, you know, air, and that has to go somewhere. Has to go out. If it's not going out, yeah. it's internalizing as rage. Yeah, it's like holding in a fart. It's not healthy. Someone wants it's, you to lose a promotion or something. Yeah. This is orchestrated. Yeah. Exactly right. So if, if someone does, if someone just happens to do it, and even if they're doing it out of the goodness of their heart, mm. you know what? They're making it to the list. And next time I need to sneeze, they're copping a nice big nasally one all over their monitor or all over their face. Yeah, that's well, fair. They're asking for it. Yeah. I mean, is it one particular person or it's just, it's just everybody? Look, I, I would say because I've told my team, I was like, look, can you guys just not? Can oh, you've actually talked not? about this. Mm. I've, uh, 100% I've expressed it to people and said, please don't do that because I do find it not just annoying, it's infuriating. And, like, it, it might seem small to you, but this will fucking ruin my week, my year. Okay, so please, don't, you might think you're being nice, but, okay, don't wish someone, you know, don't say get well soon to someone before they've, you know, got cancer, okay? Yeah. Yeah, you know, just before, like someone's got a dislocated shoulder and before they get a snap back in, yeah. uh, you're giving them well wishes. Just let them, let them, let them do it let first. Let it get a pop. Yeah. yeah, get the pop. Don't pat the shoulder of the guy who's just had his yeah his rotator cuff torn. Okay. Yeah. That's just that's just insult to injury. The thing I would liken it to is I'm not a hunter. I'm I would say I'm a pacifist. But if I was a hunter and I had the perfect you know prey lined up in my scope and I was gonna I was gonna bring home dinner for the year for the entire family for the for the whole community. Mm. And then someone just comes up behind me and just goes, oh, you're hunting, and then scares the, ki- the kill away. I'm yeah. Exactly. It's like someone stands in front of you and goes, nice deer, huh? Yeah. Yeah, you've wrecked everything. Yeah. <laughs> what, a, well, guess, what, a, what a buck. <laughs> yeah, I guess you like eating hopes and dreams because we're not fucking eating deer tonight. <laughs> what, do, what do you do for a job? So I work, I work in uh, TV advertising. If there's a shit ad on TV, it's that person's fault. Yeah. They got in the, they didn't let you, that little let the sneeze out, the creativity got stifled. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, we're going to have to let you go, but that is really, um, let me think about the female orgasm. I'm going to talk about that for a few more minutes um, after you're off air. I'm going to talk to Nazim about that. Mate, that is Honestly. It's horrible. Because you know when you sneeze, you, it, it, literally everybody in your Every muscle in your body twitches. Yeah, yeah. And it ho- is. It is a release. It yeah. is the... the, the it's like when you go to a chiro and they're like, all right, I'm just about to three, two, one, and then they're just about to crack and someone... Comes in. Comes and in. you're like, no, no, I'm ready for the one. No, and, yeah. just le- and that's it. It's yeah. Done. That is... No, you need it. Yeah. You need it. It is, it is very much the female orgasm. That is what it comes down to. Yeah. Mm. Keep oh, your hard rhythm. Hard to relate. Hard to relate. Yeah. I mean, it'll happen for you one day. Mm-hmm. You'll get there. I'll get it. I'll have a female orgasm. You wish. <laughs> and that's a wrap for this week's episode of More Than Enough Already. But I think it's important that I mention that I'll be back with a fresh new season of That's Enough Already in March with a lineup of guests that would make even Oprah go, that's impressive. 
Bish, that is impressive. But to keep you company until then, Nazim and I will be back next week with more stuff that ticks us off. See you then. Listener. Hey everyone, I'm Nazim Hussain and I, along with Ursula Carlson, we're going on tour. Yes, we are. We're doing shows and we're making people laugh. Yeah, on stage, okay? Mm. You don't have to listen to the podcast. You can just come and see us in the flesh. Real life. Can't touch us. You can smell us. You can't throw things at us. But you can definitely you sniff us. Sniff us. <laughs> Come and see our comedy. LiveNation.com.au for tickets. Or our websites, which is our names with a .com at the end. Or just stalk us on socials. Google us. Find out our first wives, second wives, third wives. We're looking for wives. We are. If you're doing enough research, you'll be able to find out where we live and just, just follow us around. I will dox. If you send me a DM, I will send you Nazim's address. I'll send you Ursula's address.